This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. Thank you for joining us. We're your hosts. My name is Marcy Davis, and my co-host is my amazing little service dog, Lovey. And we're excited to be with you to talk about our favorite subject, working dogs and working animals. And today, we're excited to be talking with Josh Aronson. He's a writer, producer, and director. And today, he's going to talk with us about his awesome new documentary, To Be of Service. And this is a feature documentary that explores really complex stories of veterans who have post-traumatic stress disorder. And it also covers those amazing service dogs that they're partnered with. So really awesome. So come back right after these quick messages as we welcome Josh Aronson to the show. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com Welcome back to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. We're so excited to have Josh Aronson with us today. Hello, Josh, and welcome. Hi, how are you? Thank you for having me. Yeah, well, we're so excited to talk about the incredible film that you've just finished. We're so excited about to be of service. It's so wonderful and definitely right up our alley. So we want to know, I mean, you wrote it, you directed it, you produced it. What inspired you, Josh, to make this film about veterans with PTSD and their service dogs? Uh, well, you know, I was asked to uh, to consider a film on this subject about two years before I actually said yes. And at the time, I found it so difficult to imagine spending the time and energy it would take to do it in the world of veterans with PTSD. I mean, I love dogs, and that was a big attraction. But I knew that at root, the film was really about veterans with suffering from PTSD, and I know what trauma is. So I, it gave me pause, and it just didn't seem like the right time. But uh, a couple of years went by, and the person whose idea it was, Julie Sayers is her name, came back to me, and she said, you know, you are really the right person to do this, based on conversations we'd had and other films I'd done. And in that time, I really had come to terms with what trauma was. I learned a lot about it. And I came to the conclusion that everyone has experienced some kind of trauma. You know, what, so it's really a universal experience of human beings, whether it's just being bullied on a schoolyard, which is hugely traumatic for teenagers, for instance, or whether you had 
you know, sexual abuse or rape or a terrible accident that you experienced, there's been trauma in almost everyone's life. And PTSD from combat is certainly a much bigger deal than a lot of kinds of traumas, but it's universal. So when veterans finally get a service dog to add on to their experience at the VA, which is largely uh, medication sometimes and often over-medication, talk therapy, group therapy, all of those things from the VA don't seem to be universally really effective. But getting the service dog, in my experience in making the film and in my conversations with many people, getting a service dog is like a magic bullet. It adds to the overall therapy uh, modalities that are aimed at PTSD and trauma, and it's incredibly effective. And to me, there's a universal element to that story, which is that we all have to come to terms with the trauma we've had and do something, whatever it is, whatever the, the modality of treatment that lets us get back to our life. And in the case of these soldiers, it's the dogs. And so that was a very powerful element. But for all of us, we have to do something, whether it's therapy, whether it's uh, meditation, whether it's yoga, whether it's retreats, or just uh, uh, inner contemplation and relaxation. So there's a universal aspect to this film, and that's really what attracted me to it, because I wanted it to be a a larger uh, experience for people. Yeah, I love that. And you're right, it does translate to so many different things in our lives and to get to see how these dogs impact the veterans and how how they change completely. But I get what you're saying about how that could be daunting to think about creating a film about that because it is such a sensitive and difficult topic that I'm sure would take a long time to film and capture. So how did you select the veterans and their dogs that were included in the film? Well, there's many, many veterans in the film who have dogs. Everyone in the film has a dog, and it's a service dog that helps them with their PTSD. But we wanted the spine of the film to be several veterans who we meet before they get their dog, and we find the situation they're in with struggling with their PTSD. And then we follow them to get the dog and then commit to follow to see how they do. In one case, for a year, we did that. So the way we did it is to triangulate onto soldiers, veterans who were going to get a dog. So we went to the dog training facilities and we told them what we were doing, asked them if they would connect us with veterans who were willing to talk to us, who were going to get a dog in the next month or two or three, so that we could meet them and go shoot them before they actually get their dog. That was the trick for us. And now, of course, veterans with PTSD are in, are in a difficult state. And the ones before they get a dog are in an especially difficult state. And to make a film about the impact of getting a dog, we wanted them to be, we wanted to see a change. We wanted to see an arc. So in talking to the veterans before they got dogs, the ones that were really isolated, the ones that were really struggling, the ones that perhaps had tried to commit suicide once or more times, those would be the most interesting to us because they're struggling more and more evidently. And uh, so most veterans in that state don't, didn't want to talk to a film producer and have a camera stick in their face. That's for sure. But I'd say from each of the training facilities that we worked with, each one sent us one or two that were willing to talk to us. And that's how we met them. And I would call them on the phone, and if they seemed uh, possible and they seemed open to the idea of it, I would hop on a plane and I'd go meet with them. And so we ended up focusing in on two of those people, well, three, ultimately, um, but two of the three uh, ended up in the film. Greg from Long Island, 
who was near my home in New York City, so that was very convenient. But uh, he was a great case for us. And Tom Flood in Billings, Montana, turned out to be a wonderful subject. And uh, both of them, when we met them, were really isolated, were really struggling. Tom was married and had a child, and his child held him up. I mean, really strongly held him up. But he was suffering, and he was uh, he could hardly leave his home. And Greg was a shut-in, and he was really one of those vets who was struggling mightily. Never left his home except to go to a supermarket at 3 o'clock in the morning when there was no one around. That, that was a typical story. And, uh, you know, and then would get on a train and go to the VA. And uh, it was so traumatic for him to go to the VA twice a week that each day it took him a, an entire day to recover from the uh, difficulty he, he encountered on the subways and the onslaught of stimulation. And it was extremely difficult for him. So uh, in both cases, we filmed them before they got their dogs and then filmed them when they got their dogs, went with them for the two weeks of their engagement with the dog trainers, uh, watched the change begin at that point because, you know, you can't have a dog, you know, licking on you and loving you up and not respond. And, and we saw it happening <laughs> so fast. It was just unbelievable. And then we went home with them. And the first day home, when they got home with their dog, we filmed that moment when the dog was introduced to his new home. And we filmed both of them, one for about six months and one for about a year to see the change. Wow. And that's so cool that you're able to witness that and not only witness it, but to capture it on film because it is pretty magical, that relationship and how that relationship, and as you said, it immediately starts to, to bloom when you are this loving, beautiful, healthy dog, just thinks you're the greatest thing since sliced bread. It's it's pretty amazing to see that. So what did you see right away from those experiences? How did things start to change based on what you saw initially and then once the dog came into their life? Well, the first thing we saw was simply that the veterans would smile for the first time. You'd see a change in their demeanor that was so different from everything I'd seen in the trip to their home before. You know, I never saw big smiles. I never saw their body language uh, kind of being comfortable. And the dogs, they'd be matched paired with the dogs. They were nervous about being away from their their nest, you know, at home. But the dogs would come and cuddle and jump in their laps and be with them. And as the bonding began, you could just see a relationship forming. There was no judgment. It was completely unconditional uh, from the dogs. uh, And it began to form. And you saw the smiles. That's what was the big change. You know, you could see that they were actually letting themselves forget about their issues let go of their past for an instant and be with this animal that didn't care what they had done or didn't care, you know, what they've seen or what their guilt was or what their shame was, was just there laughing, you know, wagging his tail, jumping all over you, ready to be loved. Every one of the vets that we filmed and uh, all the stories we heard from the many, many vets in the film who had gotten their dogs, it was the same story. You know, it was so quick. It was quite remarkable. And one of the experts in the film, there's several trauma therapists and psychiatrists, and one of them in the film is named Dr. Maggie O'Hare, who had done a uh, longitudinal study on the impact on veterans with PTSD who get a service dog. And she reported in this study that within three weeks, there was measurable change in the symptoms of PTSD. It took three weeks only together, and already they started to improve and they could measure it. 
it's it's like a magic bullet. It's remarkable. Yeah, it's a magic bullet with that's pure love with no side effects and no other than exactly. love and hugs, right? <laughs> right. Exactly, exactly. And the fact that the VA hasn't already begun to, you know, pay for the dogs for veterans with PTSD is just oh, it's just uh, it's a crime. It's a stain. And uh, we've been working very hard with uh, members of Congress to push through the Pause Act which is the bill that will mandate that the VA pay for dogs for, for vets. And the House just passed it after we screened it in Washington. And uh, I went with three of our vets to the House of Representatives, and we lobbied many, many uh, uh, representatives to co-sponsor the bill. And uh, we were, I'm very proud of this, that uh, Representative Steve Stivers and Mikey Sherrill, who were the two sponsors of the bill in the House, uh, got in touch with us after the fact, saying that they think it was the film and our events in Washington that pushed it through so rapidly, and they acknowledged us for that, and that felt really great. Oh, wow, Josh. That, yeah, that's like getting the hugs and kisses from the dogs, hearing something like that. That's pretty amazing that you could have that kind of impact. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, that's so great. Yeah, that is pure magic. Well, you hold that thought, Josh, because we're going to take just a quick break and hear some important messages from our sponsors, who we love also. But we're going to come right back, and we want to keep talking with you about this wonderful film and all the great things that you've uncovered and that you're showing us. So it's so exciting. So come right back. I have two dogs, Sam and Bailey. Both are golden retrievers. Poor Sam, he was a mess. Always itching. His paws were soaking wet all day from just constant licking. He had bald spots on his back. I just don't like putting shots and steroids into your dog all the time. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Dynavite is nutrition. Probably two weeks after he started Dynavite, I started seeing great improvements and today 99% of his issues are non-existent. It's amazing stuff. Since Bailey has been 12 weeks old, he's been a Dynavite dog and he has zero issues today. He won't eat his food without Dynavite. When I get out the Dynavite, my dogs actually salivate like I'm getting them a treat. They drool over it. Dynavite is the best thing you can do for your dog. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. I get my Dynavite from D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio dot com. Welcome back to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio, and we're visiting today with Josh Aronson about his new film, To Be of Service. And before the break, Josh, you were telling us about the work that you're doing with the Pause Act. Tell us a little bit more about that and how we as voters and and members of the community can support that because it's so important, this legislation. Well, as I said, the bill was passed by the House, which is fantastic. And now, as everybody knows, the process is it has to go to the Senate. And there's good support for it in the Senate, but not universal. And uh, this bill, the Pause Act in different forms, has been around since 2011, when Senator Al Franken actually brought it up originally. And it's not been able to be passed. It's been blocked by different committees for various reasons. So the best thing we can do now 
is for everyone to get on the phone, get on your email, get in touch with your local senator, uh, not the state senator, but the uh, U.S. senator from your state, and say, please support the PAUSE Act. Coming to a vote soon is going to be discussed and then voted on, and to please support the PAUSE Act, that you're 100% behind it, and give the reasons for it, which is dogs are unconditionally loving and supportive, and it's so powerful for our veterans with PTSD to get a service dog that the research is in, the studies have been done, it's incontrovertible. You cannot deny that this is a very powerful, free of secondary um, Right, that's get, okay. The medications, pregnant. yes, it's a natural, yeah. beautiful, yes, yeah, solution yeah. as opposed to something that's medicated and drug related and yeah. that has long term yeah. negative consequences. Thank you. All of the vets in our film talk about the zombification that they had, the experience of all the drugs that the VA would give them. Some of these guys on 20 and 30 meds and they have no life, they're just zombified. And they even felt that maybe the the VA had done it on purpose to keep them away, to keep them out of their hair, because it's so much trouble to deal with vets with PTSD. And that's yeah. our stain. That our, our, our government is not taking care of our vets. And this is what we have to be pushing in every possible way. And dogs is just one of them. Yeah, I could not agree with you more, Josh. And I've seen it myself firsthand. I've seen veterans, as you said, that are coming through the process. And when they first come in to be interviewed and to start applying for a dog and how they are so unhappy and they seem so broken and sad. And then when they go through the process and they get these amazing, intelligent, just such unconditional everything that the dogs give. You know, I, I love what you said about there's no judgment. You know, there's no shame. There's just love and acceptance. And what that does for no drug can do that. I'm sorry, but no drug can do that and sustain it like the dogs can. So I I agree with you 150 percent. Well, I have to ask you, one of the other things I love about your film is that you got Bon Jovi to do a song, the song Unbroken. How did you get Bon Jovi involved to write and perform that song? Well, we wanted to have a song that would be a really powerful song. And I sort of put the word out through connections that I have. And we got to some people at Universal Publishing, Music Publishing. And I gave them some of my suggestions. And actually, Evan, who is the head of the uh, that division, said to me, you know, you want to consider John Bon Jovi. Now, I knew Bon Jovi, as we all do, from the, from the 80s and 90s and, you know, his brand of rock and roll. And it didn't feel completely right to me. And he directed me to the earlier, earliest works that John had done and what his voice was like then, which was just one of his many possibilities. I mean, he really has a flexible voice and he's really a very gifted artist and uh, he can do anything. And then coupled with the fact, as I found out, that John has been very, very supportive of veterans' causes, deeply so, in fact, and uh, he would be really dedicated to it. So we sent the trailer to him with a sort of cover letter, and uh, it's kind of a funny story. I waited a month, nothing, and I called Evan at Universal, and he said, just be patient, be patient, he's got it, I know he's interested, and so on. And then here's a good story. This is the Bon Jovi story. I was sitting in my edit room by myself, tinkering with a scene. My editor had gone home. And the phone rang. It was about six o'clock at night. Hey, John Bon Jovi here. <laughs> he, just, he just called me on the phone. And he said, you know, I'm working on the song. This is the first I'd heard that he was interested, but so I was working on the song. And I got some questions. Do you, gotta, you have time to talk to me? So there wasn't any discussion about, you know, 
about his doing it. He just dove in and he said, I'm on it. And we talked for two hours. He wanted to know my intentions, what the story was, what's the issue with PTSD, how does it work with dogs. And then within 24 hours, he was in my edit room sitting by my side for hours at a time watching scenes. He wanted to learn everything he possibly could about it so the song would be dead on and he wanted to be right. So he wrote and I would adjust uh, some lines and, you know, there here and there, we went back and forth. He wrote the song, but he was very open to my input because he knew that I was really knowledgeable about the issues. And um, he just nailed it. He really got it right. And he was totally supportive of the whole project. He loved the film, gave me a lot of input along the way. And uh, he became a friend. I mean, it was really, a, you know, it was a gift. Yeah, I was going to say, that's exactly what you would want, what you would hope and want, want the experience to be. I actually saw him when he was debuting the song on CBS Morning Show, and he did a beautiful uh-huh. interview about it, and I saw the song, and that's where I learned about the film, and just mm-hmm. loved, loved the whole the song, the concept, and just sharing that with the world of, of what that really means. And are yeah. you connected to the Patriotic Service Dog Foundation that I know John Bon Jovi is connected with? Well, I'm not connected in that they're in the film. I mean, John asked me for what dog training facilities I thought were the best. Mm-hmm. And I said, look, John, there's great dog training facilities across the country. I'll just give you the ones that we worked with, and then you can look into it. Because he told me that he wanted to donate the proceeds from the song to the dog training facilities. Yeah. Love it. Uh, he said he wanted to pick one. And I didn't want to pick it for him because, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I love all the facilities we worked with. And I gave them all. I gave him the websites of all. And he picked Tom Tackett at the Patriotic Service Dog Foundation. Tom's in the film. He's a veteran himself. And he's been training dogs for, you know, for decades and now focuses only on vets with PTSD. And he's out in California. And uh, whatever reason, John was attracted to what he's doing and the, the size of the organization. And, you know, and Tom is small. Uh, Patriotic Service Dog Foundation is small and, and can use the support. And John saw that. And uh, I think another thing that got him is that, uh, that Tom had uh, spearheaded an effort called the 22 to 0 Foundation, which is a foundation that tries to raise awareness about the fact that 22 vets a day are committing suicide. Yeah. And that was very powerful for John as well. Yeah. So it was just a package that, that John uh, you know, was attracted to. And uh, we love Tom. Tom's a great man, a great trainer, and he's been very supportive of the film. He, in fact, he and I are going to be at the uh, Sedona Film Festival next weekend where uh, to be of service will be a screening he's coming out with uh, his wife and a dog and he's going to be and i are going to do the q a's together at the sedona film festival on the oh that's wonderful oh nice well so tell us what is it that you really want your viewers to learn from the film what do you want them to take away from it well Aside from the message about dogs, which we all know, and your viewers, you know, your, your listeners all know, you know, the, the power of dogs and the unconditional love of dogs, because I'm sure that's, that's who's attracted to this show. But beyond that, my interest in the film was broad and deep, and that is the cost of war on our kids. You know, we send these 18, 19-year-old kids off to basic training and then send them off to combat situations the cost of it on them is profound. And we see it in the, in the subjects in our film. 15 to 20% of veterans uh, who come back from Iraq and Afghanistan come back with PTSD and TBI, traumatic brain injuries, uh, and moral injury, uh, the three invisible injuries that are so destructive. And I didn't want to make an anti-war film because my idea is 
you know, when Hitler arises in the world, we better have a standing army to stand up for, the, for us. We need to have an army, but we need to be so careful about when we deploy troops into combat situations. And we need to be so aware of what the, the result is. And I just wanted a reminder to everyone of what war does to people. And uh, I want our leaders to be reminded over and over again not to do it willy-nilly, to do everything we possibly can to avoid combat situations between diplomacy and boycotts and all the different things that we can bring to bear, combat should be the last. Yeah, yeah. That is a huge message. I mean, and that is so true. And and people don't realize the invisible types of, of injuries and devastation that people experience, like traumatic brain injury and PTSD. It's so hard when somebody's standing in front of us and they look healthy, but yet they're dealing with so much trauma that is just is debilitating in so many yeah. ways. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just so glad that you've talked about it and that you've shown a solution, at least part of the solution in some cases, that definitely is a positive way of supporting that person and really helping them to get their life back and to to get happiness back, which is what everybody deserves. So tell us, where can we see this film? Um, How can we find it? Well, it's very available on Amazon, on Amazon Prime. You can get the film. You can stream it. You can get DVDs. It's on Netflix. Uh, If you have Netflix, it's very available there to be of service. You know, what we're hoping for, because we love to have community screenings, is that people will be so touched by it. And uh, either before or after you see it, if you'd like to host a community screening in your area, on our website, it gives you information about how to get in touch with us to do that. And we're having screenings for veterans communities, for families, for people who love dogs and want to see the power of dogs. Uh, Dogtopia, which is a wonderful organization that um, is a franchise across the country, 300 of them, I think, of um, dog boarding facilities. I was at their conference speaking, and they booked the film, and they're having it uh, across the country, 10 uh, screenings across the country through Dogtopia. You can check with their website, or they'll be on our website as well. So there's lots of ways to do it. Our website is tobeofservicefilm.com, and you'll see screenings that are coming up in the screening section, and it'll tell you how to get in touch with us to arrange a screening. Or, as I said, you can stream it on Amazon or get a DVD, Amazon, Amazon Prime, and Netflix. Also, iTunes. Excellent. And iTunes as well. Yay. Well, thank you for sharing all that. And we'll definitely put that on our website so that our listeners, if you didn't get a chance to jot this down, you can definitely find it on our website. But again, that was tobeofservicefilm.com. So awesome. Well, Josh, we can't thank you enough for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us and really can't express enough gratitude for the film that you've created for so many reasons. And so really just thank you for the incredible work that you do. This is not your first film of of sensitive topics, and I'm just so glad that there are people like you out there doing this great work. So thank you so much. Oh, well, you're welcome, and thank you for the acknowledgement, and and thanks for supporting us and having us on. It's really a pleasure. Well, thank you, and thank you, our listeners, for being with us. We're so glad you could join us. (laughs) 
And you know that we love hearing from you. So keep those emails coming. And you know you can reach us at Marcy, M-A-R-C-I-E, at PetLifeRadio.com. And you can also follow Working Like Dogs on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So we love seeing your photos. We love hearing the stories of you and your dog and the incredible work they're doing for you every day. So please keep those coming. And we look forward to being with you again soon. Take good care. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.